Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. Hi, how's it going? Um, It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon for me here right now in this moment. Uh, Hopefully you're having a good one whenever, wherever you are listening to this. Um, Let's see. Updates about me. Um, Nothing food-wise, really. Nothing really popped off. I did try... Uh, a pistachio latte from Starbucks um, on my bougie shit um, with my gift card. <laughs> um, but uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I was kind of expecting it to like pop out, like have a specific kind of taste, but it just tasted like good coffee. Uh, you know, leave it to Starbucks to do that. So um, it was good. It was good. It was solid. Um, let's see. In terms of any Ukraine updates, um, I kind of just decided maybe I'm just going to inject them at will here. Um, I think there was um, some updates in terms of like sanctions on Putin and other oligarchs and stuff. They're like talking about doing SWIFT, um, which is I don't know what the acronym stands for, but essentially it's like how transactions and stuff are kind of run. Um, essentially, I think they're moving to block Putin from being able to use it per se. Um, but kind of like I said in the other episode, like, we'll see how damaging that is if they go all the way through with it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm going to keep the, uh, Ukraine stuff light, going to keep it on the minimum. Um, that's probably actually it. Um, but we can get into the other stuff that I was going to get into this week. Um, got an update on the three officers involved in the George Floyd killing, you know, outside of, uh, Derek Chauvin. Uh, this is coming from NBC news. Um, but essentially they were found guilty. Um, I believe two of the other officers are due up for additional charges as well. Um, let's see, we got the names of them here, uh, for any new listeners, but, um, J Alexander Kuing, uh, Thomas Lane and Tao Thou or Tuo Thou, um, They were all convicted of depriving Floyd of his civil rights while acting under government authority while they failed to give him medical aid. Um, Here it is, yeah. Uh, Kuing and Tao additionally were convicted of not intervening to stop their fellow officer, Derek Chauvin, from using excessive force. Um, Oh, this is what I was kind of getting to, alluding to earlier. Uh, The men are... The men are scheduled for trial in June on state charges of aiding and abetting uh, murder and manslaughter. Um, let's see, and I got a quote from Floyd's brother, Falonzi. Um, This is just accountability. It can never be justice because I can never get George back. Um, and no matter how many times that I pray at night, I think about my brother 24-7. It is still going to be hard. Um so, you know, essentially they were found guilty. Um, we'll see what the sentencing is going to be. And I will probably give you another update there. Uh, also, in the Ahmaud Aubrey uh, hate crimes case, uh, there was also a guilty verdict found. Um, essentially, this puts him in the situation of having to face an additional life sentence. So even if there is an appeal on their initial conviction of the, the killing of the murder, um, they're pretty much still, all three of the men are going to be, you know, up against it per se. Um, let's see here. I think I have also something I didn't know. Apparently there was an attorney, Ben Krupp, 
Uh, he was uh, involved in both of those cases, the case with George Floyd and also Ahmaud Arbery. Um, so, you know, it's cool to kind of, I guess, see. It's, it's kind of interesting, too, because I've been also following. Um, this is a little bit of a tangent. But um, in the um, baseball situation, it's kind of cool to see just lawyers actually you know, really passionate about doing what they're doing and then seeing them actually get success. Um, you know, obviously it's a big money thing. It's a, it's a big win there, but it does seem like, I mean, obviously lawyers get a bad rap on both sides of the aisle, but uh, it is cool to see a lawyer who's passionate about things, who has, um, you know, ambition to see change happen and and they make it happen. So it's kind of cool there. Um, let's see. Um, I do have a quote from Aubrey's mother here. Um, Ahmad will continue to rest in peace, but he will now begin to rest in power. Um, I thought that was really, really good. Really nice quote there. Um, essentially, there was also some stuff, too. There was a little bit addition. I got this from USA Today. Apparently, um, the son, I believe, Travis McMichael, um, he, I mean, obviously, I've covered, he's, he said some, you know, crazy stuff he said um you know in text messages and stuff like that but there was a quote i think from a uh someone who got on the stand um and testified that he said he wished that all black people would die and that's so intense like it's crazy to hear some of the racism from people um i think it's just kind of a situation where like it starts as a kernel and then it blossoms into something just completely bigger than even where it started. Like, it starts from maybe, like, you saw or heard something, and you go, oh, well, this guy looks different from me, or whatever, so this is the reason why this happened. This is why the bad thing happened. And it just blooms into this full-blown hatred. Or you just get taught it. I don't know. It's always something crazy and complex and complicated, but it, it, always the same gross ill result. Um, me personally, I'm glad to see that there was a prosecution here. Um, apparently it's kind of uncommon for hate crimes to be, um, prosecuted and, and, and have a, um, you know, a guilty verdict that kind of hard to prove, but this is once again, kind of blatant. So they were really able to track it, not just in this one moment that is quote unquote isolated between, you know, in this killing, but like there's a history of racism between these people. Um, and you know, there was a plea bargain on the table. The Ahmad Arby family didn't really want that. Um, and ironically, neither did um, the McMichaels and uh, Roddy. I can't remember his full name. I know I should remember. But uh, they were just really like, no, nah, let's let's let it roll if you aren't going to give us what we want here in terms of a uh, plea bargain. And uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, now they're kind of up against it two times, essentially two licenses. So we'll see how that goes. I might update there as well in terms of what the sentencing is going to be. Um, but yeah, uh, some other news, got this from CNN, uh, Trump's social media app goes live in Apple's app store. Um, so true social is essentially gearing up, ready to go. Um, kind of like a follow up to, um, rumble or parlor, um, what have you. Um, I believe the early like sign up thing, um, is already grown to 150,000. So, I mean, there are some eager beavers really ready to uh, speak their truth and get some retruths out there. Um, essentially, the app is a lot like Twitter, um, very similar, just filled with Republicans <laughs> and probably racists. Um, I mean, we'll see. I, this is obviously Trump 
trying to get a platform, you know, like straight up. I mean, I think he's been looking for it since he's been banned off of uh, Twitter and Facebook. I think he really took it hard, took it personally. Um, and I think it's also it's a part of his brand to be social. You know, I think post The Apprentice, like I think just Donald Trump tweets were kind of just kind of a thing to do. And then when he became president, like it really was the the brand. So um, also in other news, too, another tangent, uh, Trump has, I wouldn't say gotten any extra hot water more so than any other time. But he was really stroking Putin's cock about this whole situation with the whole invasion. He was, like, more or less calling him, like, a genius. Like, saying, like, yeah, wow, he's really on it here. He's really playing, like, some 4D chess type shit. Um, And I think even some Republicans were kind of turned off by that. Um, Even though Republicans are pushing for us to, like, get more involved, do harder sanctions, even get boots on the ground um, in Ukraine. Um, It's just super cringe. Uh, I, I mean, naturally, there's always been kind of like, oh, you know, Trump loves Putin. He's such a stand for him, yada, yada, yada. Some of it's a little bit of, um, you know, mythos, like people have like kind of made it more than what it is. But it's it's always cringe to see a man do that, um, you know, just to like spite someone like Biden, just to like get more points on a board in his head. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just wanted to talk about some truth. <laughs> True social, baby. (laughs) Um, I know the hogs are ready. They're ready to eat. Um, This next bump I got from the New York Post. um, And I'm going to butcher the name here. It's probably some French stuff. Sorry in advance. But Credit Suisse uh, leaked reportedly shows dictators, pop stars, killer among clients. Um, So this is kind of some saucy stuff. Uh, Credit Suisse is like a, a... a lender so essentially they give out money they hold money for people um their assets total 1.77 trillion dollars and they are based in zurich um they were essentially there was a leak by a whistleblower who's anonymous um they leaked it to a newspaper called the sudidesh ziktong um and just really we're spilling the beans kind of saying like this person and that person is kind of connected um i'm gonna kind of read them off here but a dictator political crony who paid a hitman to kill his pop star girlfriend a drug trafficker are just some of the people who are kind of involved with this uh lender and you know kind of making the news here um let's see let me name off some of these people i'm just gonna kind of read it off here uh, Ferdinand and Imelda Marcos, the Filipino ruling couple who are believed to have stolen as much as ten billion with a B from public coffers during their reign, were helped by the bank to hide funds. Um, that's according to the Guardian. Um, so we got some more here. A lawyer convicting of helping Marcos launder money in nineteen ninety two was still able to open an account with Credit Suisse around eight years later. Um, Then there was a lawyer by the name of Helen Revilla and her husband Antonio, and they had about $5 million at the bank uh, before their accounts were closed in 2006. Uh, The sons of the late Egyptian dictator Hassani Mubarak 
um, who ruled the country for three decades until he was forced out in 2011, uh, was holding $187 million in a joint account managed by uh, Credit Suisse. Um, let's see. And then there is a crony of Mubarak, um, Egyptian billionaire Hisham Talat Mustafa. Uh, Mustafa, yeah, Mustafa, uh, was allowed to keep an account as recently as 2014, even though he had been convicted of paying $2 million to a former cop to kill his girlfriend, uh, Lebanese pop star Suzanne Tanim, um, according to an investigation. And she was found decapitated in her Dubai apartment in 2018, or in 2008, I'm sorry. Um, so there's also... Another person here, Queen Rana, um, and a Jordanian king, King Abu Ab- Abdullah. Um, let's see, they are monarchs over who were ruling over the poorest country, one of the poorest countries in the world, and they had over two hundred fifty million dollars in their account. So just a lot of people, a ragtag rogues gallery, rogues gallery of just ne'er dwells. Um, and they were just chilling on this account. They were working with this bank um, or these you know, these asset lenders. Um, and essentially, like I said, this was a data that was dropped off in a digital mailbox um, anonymously. And um, the newspaper didn't make any promises of payment or that they were ever going to post it. But I guess they, they wound up getting, in, getting into it and posting it uh, a year later. So interesting news there. Wanted to kind of drop that, talk about that here. Um, let's see. Um, then we have, um, this is um, U.S. justice politics news, um, but a Supreme Court nomination of Ketajani. Uh, I should have gotten this right, guys. This is I'm blaming this on the Milwaukee's best. Uh, to Johnny Brown Jackson, um, she had got the nominee from uh, the nomination from Joe Biden. Um, this is the black woman that he was planning on nominating. Apparently, I found out in this article I got I found from the Guardian, which is low key paywalling me right now a little bit, but I think it's just my connection was a little spotty. Um, but essentially, um, this is his nominee. And um, it's it's kind of come up against some Republican um, dispute. Like some people are like, oh, this shouldn't be a racial thing, yada, yada, yada. You guys got on us for um, Brett Kavanaugh. So, you know, we're going to maul about this a little bit. Um, you know, we'll see how the whole process goes. But this is definitely Biden kind of stepping up, answering um, his promise to, you know, get a black woman into the Supreme Court, you know, when the time came. Um, so cool that he's doing it. Uh, I mean, me personally, I think it's a good thing, but I also think it's kind of like a, a mute point, like Biden's whole administration so far, what he's kind of done, the progress has been very muted, very limited. Um, I do think kind of this Ukraine Russia situation has kind of become a, almost a good smokescreen kind of for it too, where it's kind of like, oh yeah, I know you guys are not really stoked about me not doing much and everything being expensive, inflation being a huge bitch. But like, hey, I got I got a black woman in power, right? I made it happen, right? Right? I said it. I did it, right? Um, I don't know. That's not really progressive enough for me. Um, but still, I'm glad. I'm happy that it's happening. Um, 
Finally, to round out, I have a little bit of local state news, I guess, if you will. So, I mean, obviously, if you're a bit of a all abroad Andy, thank you for listening. I get it. You want to tune out. I get it. I understand. Um, but just some Ohio stuff about just redistricting and stuff like that, kind of about the importance of it. A couple articles I kind of gleaned from the Columbus Dispatch to kind of help me form up my thoughts on it. Um, but essentially, DeWine, who is, um, you know, Republican, um, he's our governor running everything right now. Um, he kind of caught some hot water, which I kind of saw um, about him and some other Republicans kind of holding firm on redistricting. Like they have a commission, they get together, they set it up like this is a map that's going to be OK. Um, it's split evenly. That's supposed to be how it is. But essentially, the Supreme Court, the Ohio Supreme Court, uh, came in and said, what you guys are doing is not constitutional. It's very imbalanced. And I mean, that's kind of something that didn't really surprise me to hear. I think abroad, in terms of the U.S., people think that like Ohio is a really big swing state. It's really touted as that. And it is on paper. But in practice, it feels very Republican in a way that's very smothering. I remember during the 2016 um, the voting um, election, sorry, bleh, it, it felt that way to me. And then you have to think, too, that that's on a national scale. On a local scale, it's almost twofold, even more so. Like, what you experience there is even more that in the local races. So it's a situation that is very confining if you're a Democrat, if you want to vote liberal. It doesn't feel like it's a swing state. It really feels like it's a Republican, and you just kind of get lucky sometimes. Um, but essentially, I think... The redistricting conversation is there to help change that. Now, granted, there has been um, one that is approved that is still pro-Republican. I think it kind of sways like 54, 42, or 54, 47. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of just free-balling this one a little bit here. Um, But essentially, um, for four years, it's kind of been set once it gets approved. Um, But it's still a little bit more balanced. It does give a little bit more power to Democrats and Democratic areas that kind of have more of a chance, more of a say. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool and good and wanted to kind of put that out there. Um, and of course, you know, on all this kind of shit too, if I ever get anything wrong, you guys, you guys will let me know, right? You guys will say something. And if not, I'm okay with that too. Let me, let me be wrong and loud on purpose, I guess, whatever. Um, but we kind of missed the smoke right here. I kind of just started yapping. I didn't stop. So we're going to hit that here before I uh, hit my show mode. Oh, mama. Mama mia. Um, but as always, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for having me. Um, if you feel like getting social, like I said, um, I have a Gmail. That's um, azanews1 at gmail.com. Um, also, that is the Facebook. There's Isaiah News for the Instagram and Isaiah underscore news for the Twitter. Um, as always, if you're feeling like getting into the discord um getting the shout out because that's also something we do um go to the patreon.com slash isaiah news five dollars get you in the fucking newsy group and i will give you a shout out on the podcast and then i will also um allow you to be on the discord and you can talk with me and hopefully the the group i'm trying to build here try to cultivate um 
But as always, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that there is lots of good food and good fortune for you. Um, stay safe, and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. <laughs>